Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. And we are live. What's going on, Rich? Hey, Garch. How you doing? Just fighting a little bit of the uh, allergens up here in Chicago as the spring and summer come into play. And you know, allergies have always been something I had to fight in my life. And now I have a you know, little bit of a headache this morning. So hopefully, okay. uh, you know, I can I'll be somewhat entertaining today. Somewhat. Somewhat. That would I, I be a welcome change, Rich. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of boring and, you know, without opinions and just kind of yeah. like vanilla ice cream without any sugar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Is that, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Let's let's just go way off topic. Well, probably, you know, I'm a fan of Reese's Cups, so I kind of like the Briars with Reese's Cups in it. And then uh, I feel real bad after eating it because uh, I'm trying to, as you get older, many of you younger folks will find out that, uh, you know, if you eat just a little bit, you gain a lot. So then after I eat it, I have to go run for three and a half miles. And, and the sad thing is when you start that whole calorie counting thing, you start to look at food a lot differently. And you see that that cup of Breyers Reese's cup chocolate ice cream as a as a three mile run. It makes it taste a little bit uh, not as good. So it's kind of like it's kind of like betting. You got to look of. at, yeah, you got to look at, uh, you know, risk versus reward. You got to look at how much you're going to put, how much are you willing to put forward to have that, that, uh, ice cream? You know, well, what sucks is it takes like five minutes to eat the ice cream, but it takes about 30 minutes to run three miles. So that, that relationship is just, it should be the other way around. Like when I get to heaven, if I get there, but probably not, but if I do God willing, you know, I'm gonna have some questions like why does chocolate taste like chocolate and broccoli taste like broccoli? When chocolate's not good for you, but broccoli is, shouldn't those things be reversed? Oh, I know. It's 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 the cruelest joke. It is the cruelest joke. And it's like work and bills. That order is reversed as well. You get one check, one check in, but about 20 checks out. I think that should be reversed too. You should have 20 checks in and, and one check out. I, I, I'm totally in agreement with you. Totally. That's going to be my presidential platform, by the way. You get paid 20 times for every bill you got to pay. I think I, I might get elected. You might. You might. Uh, I think the Democrats, some of them are running on that very platform. Yeah, yeah. They could be. <laughs> that might be their, uh, you know, the, how much can we give away? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh man. So anything else going on or should we just jump into the, jump nah, into just the counting down the days, you know, to get out of house arrest in Chicago, the rest of Illinois is opening up um, to some degree today, uh, except for Chicago. We, we have another week of this uh, ankle bracelet. And every time we go outside, if we cross a certain line, we get zapped with like a uh, hundred volts of electricity that we're violating our stay at home order. So you got to scurry back into the house. Mm. Mm, mm. That's no good. Yeah, one so, more week. Then we can actually get a haircut and sit outside at a restaurant and, you know, live like <laughs> live like it's 2020 instead of 1620. How's your hair? You still have a full head of hair, Rich? You my daughter boy. cut my hair for me a couple of weeks yeah. ago. It was her first haircut ever. And uh, I have to say I got more compliments on that haircut than I have on most, which. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is uh, pretty good. My daughter is, you know, a wonderful girl. She's very uh, talented in a lot of ways and. You know, very caring and wanted to make sure her dad looked great for her, for his uh, podcast bots. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, we've, we were both made for radio, I fear, Rich. That, that's, uh, I don't know. Speak for yourself, man. I'm, oh, I'm going to be a TV star one day. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, let's get your star moving here. What are we looking at? Horse racing. Well, we'll start out at Santa Anita again in the seventh race. They have the honeymoon stakes. And... Uh, it's it's uh, let me just pull the race up. I'm sorry, I got a little distracted there. It's You're looking uh, at yourself in the mirror, no doubt. No, I, actually, I'm not a big mirror guy. You know, when I was in high school, one of the things that my um, football coach, you know, I have all these like little odd stories, but yeah. I was getting ready after football practice one day or after gym class one day, and he was, you know, my football coach was my gym teacher, you know, and I was tugging on my shirt, pulling on my hair, you know, doing all that kind of stuff that people do. And he looked at me and he said, Rich, just one thing you have to understand, the man makes the clothes, the clothes don't make the man. And from that day forward, I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I, I am the reason clothes look good, not the other way around. <laughs> so I, uh, I, you know, I've never been a big mirror guy after that. Mm. Okay. So you're basically Fonzie. You don't need to look in the mirror. I understand. Henry Winkler, indeed. <laughs> right. So, so uh, Race seven, yes. honeymoon stakes I'm in, in, out in uh in at santa anita in california they're going to run a mile and an eighth on the turf course and it's kind of interesting here because they start on a turn uh, but it doesn't really have um it doesn't really have a major impact on the, the type of horse that wins mm -hmm. so when you look at this field of nine uh, so far they've won they've they've run one race at this distance in this uh, particular meet middle of the road kind of horses one, which is kind of what I would expect because when you come out of that first turn, uh, like you start a third, two thirds of the way through it, you know, that could be a little bit of a tight turn for the inside horses. So in the speed horses. So if I, as I'm looking at this field, uh, I have my eye on number five is, is my, is my pick to win. Uh, she's five to two. She's not the morning line favorite, but she's, she's won. um, Two races on the turf, finished second in the uh, in her other race. So out of three, she's got two wins and a second. And last time out, she raced at a little bit higher level than this. She was the betting favorite, less than one-to-one -one odds, and just kind of gave up the late, the lead a little bit late. But that was on um, what they call synthetic turf and not on the grass. Okay. So now she returns to Santa Anita, where she's two for two. And as a beaten favorite, um, Peter Miller returns to the track next time out and his horses win 25% of the time. Yeah, I see so the, that. Yeah, so the return to the return to grass 
uh, which you know she's performed exceptionally well on. The return to Santa Anita, where she's failed to lose. I think you add all those up, and she's likely to be a very tough horse to beat. So this is number five, Laura's Light. Correct. Okay. Number five. And then our second choice looking at this is number eight, which is Parkour. Um, Richard Mandela is the trainer, mm-hmm. and Mike Smith is the jockey. So, so far in the meet, and it's really early, um, but so far in the meet, Richard Mandela's won five of 14 races, so that's about 36% win percent. And Mike Smith has won six of 21 races, so a little under 30%. So that's a pretty good combination so far in the um, in the meet at Santa Anita since they've reopened their doors. So I like that jockey-trainer combo. And she also ran the highest last race speed figure, again, uh, we covered that a couple of times, but that's about a 30% winner. So you put together a 30% angle with a pretty strong duo uh, of jockey and trainer. And I would expect this horse to come out, run a really good race. And if she can run the similar race that she ran last time, which was the first time Mike Smith rode her, uh, it was her best race. Uh, similar race could result in a similar uh, result. And at seven to two, it's pretty good odds for a horse that, you know, should be able to put the, uh, you know, with good connections, should be able to put another good race on the grass. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, hold on one second. I want to I backtrack way back to like our first chat ever. You, when we talked about jockeys, you said, you know, the, the kind of the rock star jockeys tend to get the rock star horses, mm-hmm. roughly speaking. Should we ever look at that? Like you pointed out in here, should we look at mashup matchups with jockey and trainer? Are there, are there like Belichick Brady matchups that, jockeys and trainers is that an angle at all well when you get a pretty strong combination then yeah i do like to look at that but i'm not like i said to you the first time we talked you know i've seen horses carry jockeys Mm -hmm. over the finish line but you'll never see a jockey carry a horse (laughs) right right and watching some races over the last couple weeks like um last week for example in the matt win stakes we had the 12 horse as our second choice and the jockey took that horse. So you're running a mile and a 16th. Mm-hmm. And if you're five wide all the way around the track, you're not running a mile and a 16th. You're running a mile and a, you know, mile and a quarter, right, maybe right. a mile and three sixteenths. Yeah. And you're not going to beat a horse running a mile and a 16th. If you're running a mile and an eighth, a mile and a three sixteenths, unless you're a super horse and there were no super horses in that race. So it, mm-hmm. you know, Jockeys at time, and I've watched a couple of them over the last couple of days do that to some of my picks, take a horse and just give it a really bad ride. However, when you do get really strong connections, what that tells you is the trainer thinks a lot of this horse. So he's putting who he thinks his best jockey is to give that horse a best chance to live up to its, you know, up to its potential. So in that respect, I look at it, um, the combination, but it's not like the end all be all. Gotcha. Does that make sense? No, no, it totally makes sense. I just wanted to, just wanted to to get a clarification on that one. Yeah. So like, you know, if you're going to do a project, you know, let's say you had a, you know, some procedure you were going to get done or even like getting your hair cut, you know, some people you like the way they cut your hair better than others. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this case, you know, Richard Mandela is going to his favorite barber because he feels like he's got a, a horse that has a good chance to win at a high quality race. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, it makes sense. Mm hmm. But he's not going to win because uh, Laura's Light's going to win. So, well, they could win, you know. So, <laughs> I think Laura Light probably does have the edge on the horse, but you know that's horse racing, right? Sometimes yeah. you pick winners, and sometimes you don't. Like last week, we win a little bit meatloaf, <laughs> two out of three, which you know I'll take. You know, in any kind of 
yeah. betting scenario, but I'd rather go 100%. Right. Okay. That, that, that's my ultimate yes. goal every week. Speaking of which, you know, I, I told you last week that you were my, you know, and I didn't show up the week before that. It was mm-hmm. a bad luck thing for me. Last weekend at Churchill, we had a wager guide. It was the, you know, first real big race since they opened up everything. And we actually had nine of the 11 winners as our top pick at Churchill last weekend and including the last six in a row. So the last six is the pick six. So you could have bet $2. And if you just put our top pick on everyone, you would have won something like $6,500, which uh, yeah, it's doesn't happen very often where you have your top pick on every single race, but when it does, you know, you got to get a little tennis elbow patting yourself on the back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the, the story here though, is if you don't talk to Arch, bad things happen. That That's the story. So everybody yes. out there, if you have anything you want to do in success, make sure you reach out to Arch and have a there it is. about it. You'll be <laughs> good to go. All right. So anyway, back the, to race. Yeah, we got, we got the two so far. So we have two. It's taking us 20 minutes to get there. So hope everybody's got an hour and a half. <laughs> But uh, our third pick is uh, Stella Starr, the nine horse. She's the uh, morning line favorite at two to one. She's coming in from uh, Ireland. So this will be her second race in the United States. And typically um, horses that travel internationally, a lot of times they need to have a, a race on, a, you know, on U.S. soil before. Maybe they had jet lag or something, too. Um, but a lot of times they'll, they'll do better in their second race than they did in their first race. I, the first race was a good race. She finished second by a half length um, at a, a similar level as today. Only question I have, though, is her times, her uh, her speed numbers were considerably lower than the top two horses. Um, but if you do see some improvement in round two and, and trainer John Sadler does win at 20 percent the second time he has a horse, uh, I would expect that you'll see the horse improve from last time out. Mm-hmm. It's the second time that she's going to have Lasix, which is a drug to stop their lungs from bleeding. And uh, he wins at 33% with those type of horses. So, mm-hmm. But she's going to have to improve significantly in order to make up the ground um, in terms of her speed numbers relative to the other horses in the field, at least okay. the top two. Yeah. Uh, now, our fourth pick is a little bit of a long shot in here. It's the two-horse. Uh, K.P. Dreamin. Last race was her first race in seven that she took a shot at the grass. And much like international horses, it changes surface from grass to dirt, dirt to grass, synthetic track to any other kind of surface. Sometimes a horse will improve dramatically in their second start on a new surface and just kind of getting their footing in. So last time she finished third to, to Parker, our second pick. Um, but got off to a really bad start. She started 10th of 11, 13 lengths behind the leader, managed to rally um, to third to lose by just three and three quarter lengths. And that only tells part of the story. If you look a little bit deeper in the numbers, it shows you in the stretch. So with the final 16th of a mile to go, roughly, mm-hmm. she was still ninth by nine and a quarter lengths. So if you had a ticket, you're thinking, oh, man, that horse has no chance. Ninth almost 10 horses behind everybody else, yeah. but behind the leader, but she finished third by three and three quarters. So in that final stretch, she made up, she passed six horses and made up damn near six lengths. Holy shit. Yeah. That's the right, that's the right reaction. Hmm. That's what you call like a power move. Yeah. 
And many times when I see a power move like that in a horse, the next race out, that horse will put together, uh, you know, the power move a little bit earlier and get themselves into contention. So that's usually a pretty good sign for the next race. So KP Dreaming is a 12 to 1 shot that I think, you know, if it's a little, if she's a little bit closer out of the gates um, and makes a similar move, she could find her way past uh, all the other horses to the tape first. And a 12 to 1, that would be a nice price. So that would be minimally if you bet it to win 26 bucks for $2, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, you know, a pretty good return on investment. Yeah, I'd say so. So to fill in, fill out our top, uh, you know, our other two picks, we got the number four as an alternative pick. I can't pronounce the name. It's like Croft, Fugboki or something like that. And, and then the seven horse, Red Lark. And last week, you know, I, I – I, we talked about a race at the Santa Anita. I said, well, you know, I think the top four picks are so much better than everybody else, but remind me arch to put our alternative picks in there just in case. And uh, Sparkyville uh, at Santa Anita went off at 70 to one and damn near won the race finished. second. (laughs) So we, we threw her in there. Hopefully somebody at 71 decided to throw her in the exact box and and got paid to do so. Yeah. So it's just we should exact a box or trifecta box, all these, all, all, all these horses. Well, I think that you can exact the box with, um, so what I like to do a lot of times is I'll pick two horses that mm-hmm. I think have the best shot to win. And, and in this case, you know, I, I like Laura's light and Parker to, the, to be the ones that most likely find the tape first. So what I like to do a lot of times is I'll put in this case, the five and the eight to win. And behind them, I'll put – you have to include them just in case one of them runs second. But I'll do like a two, which is KP Dreaming, five, eight, nine. So our top four picks. So my top two picks over my top four picks. And then I'll flip it around and put my top four picks over my top two picks just in case they finish second. Because one of them has to finish second, right? Somebody has to finish second. Okay. So a lot of times that's what I'll do personally when I bet. And then for – um trifectas a lot of times what i'll do is i'll take my top three picks put them over my top two picks and then over my top four picks that way i'll have uh if a long shot wins for me i can get a bigger bigger ticket and then i'll run one ticket straight with the top three horses just in case i get the order right Uh, and that way if i hit it i'll have you know two winning tickets instead of one okay i think i'm tracking but i almost feel like i need a flow chart to understand that okay so Top two picks over top four picks and then reverse it on my exactas. Okay. Okay. And then on my trifectas, I'll usually do my top three picks over my top two picks over my top four picks. And then I'll bet another ticket, which will cost a dollar or $2, depending upon what you bet in order. So in this case, we'd be five, eight, nine. Okay. Yeah. I know it's a little complicated betting and all that kind of stuff, but. That's uh, cool. Yeah. That's the kind of money management strategy that I, that I use so that I don't, you know, because you can, you start looking at these numbers, your tickets can grow exponentially pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Because you think everybody can win, and and then you know it just never works out that way. Right. Okay, so we got that one down. What's, yep. what's next? So now we uh, jump on Interstate 80, drive uh, all the way back to Louisville, Kentucky, and we'll start at race seven, Churchill Downs. It's the winning color stakes, named after uh, winning colors. One of I think three fillies. Uh, three female horses that won the Kentucky Derby hmm. and only one of two that actually competed in all three legs of the triple crown. So genuinely a uh, standout horse. Okay. And 
this race is um, six furlongs on Churchill's main track. And it's a, it's, it's a distance that tends to favor speed with 82% of all horses in the uh, 17 races wow. that have, have won. And the average horse ran first at the quarter mile marker and at the uh, half mile marker. So it's going to be a race where speed should um, be an important factor. And the horse that I have on top is break even. So there's two kind of horses in this race that quality wise uh, stand above the rest. Number two is break even. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a nine to five morning line. She's not the favorite though. She's raced nine times, has seven wins in a second. The lone miss um, was two races back at Oakland Park. She just got off to uh, she got off to her normal start near the front, but then just went backwards. So that happens sometimes. She took a little bit of a rest. Returned back to the track on April 9th, April 18th, back at Oakland Park, and more than made up for uh, her finish the race before, where she was the uh, betting favorite and, and, and finished sixth. Okay. And in doing so, uh, she stretched out from five and a half lengths, uh, five and a half furlongs to six furlongs, and then just came out and ran ridiculous fractions uh, and her best speed figure ever. So she improves in race two. Um, which is very likely because if you look at her previous races, she's when she's been in a you know coming off the bench, race one was you know at a certain level, and then race two, the last two times, she picked it up. So she picks it up after running the last uh, highest race, la uh, highest speed figure in the last race mm -hmm. by a pretty wide margin, and she can make a laugh out of this field. So I I'm looking at that record of seven wins in nine races at the distance she has four wins and five tries in a second, it's pretty strong likelihood she's going to be a factor in this race to win. Mm -hmm. And the other horse that uh, that is the morning line favorite is the eight horse, Mia Mischief. And uh, actually, she ran the highest uh, last race speed figure, but only by one. She's making her third start off a layoff. She's not a speed horse like the two horse break even. She tends to rate, although she's close to the front because a lot of short races, but she doesn't take the lead. Um, so I expect her to kind of rate right off of break even's shoulder and the two of them to duel it out after they come down the corner, after they take the, the turn for the wire. And whichever one has the, the best, whichever one's in better form will likely win. But I like the fact that break even is the speed horse at a speed track and has a chance to get out in front and probably not look back. Either way, at the eight or the two, you know, you can flip a coin between the two. I, I think it'll land on break even, you know, maybe 55% of the time and me and mischief 45% of the time in their current form. Okay. Any other horses? Or is, this, See, is, just a, is it a two horse race? Well, I think it's a two horse race, but. I do think that they're, you know, it's horse racing. So um, every horse has a chance. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a long shot, a real nice long shot is my third pick. Unique factor is the five horse. She's 30 to one. Ooh, 30. 30 to one. And she's run at the distance four times, has three seconds. So, you know, she's, she's performed well at six furlongs. And she's run on a fast track eight times. And she's got two wins in four seconds. So, you know, if it's a fast track, the distance suits her. 30 to 1 um, seems like an overlay considering 
her record at the distance, her record on the fast track. And she was recently claimed by Peter Miller, who's kind of an under the radar trainer, but a good trainer, a really good trainer, probably one that you'll hear more about in years to come. And the jockey, uh, Florent Garot, is also a high, you know, top-notch jockey. So you got, again, really strong connections on a jockey trainer. And then you have some numbers that indicate the horse likes a fast track, likes the distance. And when Peter Miller claims a race, the next time out, that horse wins about 16% of the time. Hmm. And a 30 to 1. So you put all those things together in your in, in your hat and you pull them out and you weigh them and you say, you know, that – you know, those ingredients add up to a horse that's probably shouldn't be 30 to one. I like it. Yeah. And then uh, to round out our picks, our fourth pick is the number one, another long shot at 12 to one. She's on the rail and uh, she's one, she's run eight times on a fast track, has three wins and two, uh, four seconds undefeated at the distance. And she's been training really well. Um, last time out, she won it at Oaklawn Park, and her, she's continuing to put some really good workouts on the table. So I think she could upset this race, too. So those are the four horses I, I, I think are going to win. Or, I mean, uh, the four top horses. Mm-hmm. Spice Perfection is the third favorite, the seven horse, and she's seven to two. She's three for three at the distance, but, you know, I, I, she can throw clunkers in there. And... She threw a clunker in there last time. She's coming off the bench, and when she's come off the bench, she's usually performed fairly well. I just don't like the the last race very much. It just she had the lead, she gave it up. Sometimes that's a sign a horse that maybe kind of a little out of form at the moment. So I'd like to see her put a really good race down on paper again before including her. Mm-hmm. And my top picks, especially when you can get 30 to one on a horse or 12 to one on a horse, that's probably going to run just as good a race uh, as a seven to two horse. And finally, uh, the three pick rounds out our top, the three horse rounds out our top six picks, Princess Causeway. Okay. But I do like either break even or me and mischief to win. So you can do an exacta two eight, the top two picks over all the rest of the picks. And I think, you know, maybe you get lucky and catch unique factor in a second spot and, and cash a nice ticket. For for the heck of it, a 30 to 1 and 12 to 1, if you laid some money on either Unique Factor or sneaking out to win and they happen to hit the tape first, you know, you'll be well rewarded for that. Cool. Cool. I like it. Finally, race 11. This is my bet, my favorite race of the day in terms of the um, graded stakes races because I think there's so many races, so many ways this race can go. And it's the Mint Julep Stakes. Mm. And, uh, if you go to guaranteetipsheet.com, I, I, the story might not be up today, but it will be up in the next 24 hours or so. Um, I have a recipe there for a mint julep in case you're a, a mint julep drinker. I've never had one. Never. Never. Uh, I, I, I told you before when I arrived, I've given up drinking a long time ago, thankfully for everybody else in the world. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's supposed to be the the official recipe for the mint juleps that they serve at the Kentucky Derby and Kentucky Oaks weekend. So they serve something like 120,000 of those drinks on those two days. So there's a lot of people the day after the Kentucky Derby who are likely swearing off drinking and swearing off gambling. Probably so. Probably. And they'll probably blame the losing tickets on uh, too many mint juleps. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a fair, uh, 
fair excuse to me. It does. So in any case, in this race, um, they're going to run a mile and a 16th on Churchill turf. And I, I, I really think that this race can go a lot of different ways. I have the two horse bull recall as my top pick. She's run one set Churchill downs in, in, in one has um, six races at the distance with three wins. And she's another one that lost as the favorite last time out. Hasn't run since September 28th. Mm. Um, trainer Brad Cox is a really good trainer. Tends to return to the track with beaten favorites and, and wins three out of ten times. So anytime you can get a 30% angle, that's a pretty good angle. She's been training very strong. I like the the lone run that she had on Churchill. Um she came from way back and, you know, and I've been watching a lot of the Churchill races this week. And, uh, and I watched race after race where horses that were way off the pace came back in one. So the, the, the kind of bias seems like it has switched a little bit perhaps from, from, from the kind of horses that are speed horses to the horses that come off the pace. And I think that might be because there's been a lot of rain in the Midwest. So rain makes for a heavy track, heavy track can be very difficult on front runners so maybe that's why I'm starting to see a lot of closers come in. So she's my top pick. Our, our second favorite pick here is the rail horse, another Brad Cox horse, Juliet Foxtrot. She's uh, also undefeated at Churchill one for one and has a pretty solid record on turf, four wins, two seconds in the third for three, uh, for $300,000. And I expect her to come off the bench and run a good race. Every time she's come off the bench, She's either finished first, uh, second, uh, first or third. She's got three firsts and a third. The third was the last time out in a graded one race. Uh, and I'd expect her and the one and the two to be the, the, the probably the two most likely to win. Mm-hmm. But after that, it becomes really a free-for-all, in my opinion. Uh, and you can get some really good odds. So take, for example, and, and I'm not going to list them in order here, but um, uh, the four horses are sixth favorite. She's 20 to one. She's on a worth path. She's on a war path. She's run on turf eight times, one, five times, three times at the distance with two wins. Speed figures kind of fit in with the rest of the group. She's on a two race win streak. And since um, Chantel Sutherland, the jockey, female jockey is taken over riding the horse is when she's gotten those five wins. Hmm. And so she rides her again today. So she seems to be able to coax the most out of this horse. Um, So I would expect that this is another one that'll be kind of in the middle of the pack, but has some really strong kick late that'll make some noise as the race is coming towards the, uh, towards the wire. The six horse nay lady nay is the, is the basically the third favorite Chad Brown, another just phenomenal trainer. I think he's like the the leading money winning trainer for the last couple of years in a row. Uh, this horse has won three out of its last four races. The one race it didn't win finished second by a length. My only concern is she's only got really one race in her five that is on par with the rest of the top horses in terms of like their speed numbers. So if that number is her new normal, then yet yeah, it's a competitive horse. But if it's not, the other numbers are way, way, way below the top tier horses. So that's why I don't have her ranked. I have her ranked as my fourth pick simply because she's run um, three races on. So at some tracks, they have what's called inner turf tracks and an outer turf track, or what I call the normal turf track. 
So the inner turf track is a, is a tighter oval. And it's kind of a weird race because those turns are really tighter and post position makes, makes a big deal. It, it, there's a lot of other influencing factors. So in her three races where she ran on what I would call a normal turf track, she's won them all. Hmm. So that's one of the reasons why I have her as my fourth pick. But I am really concerned about those speed numbers being way below the other horses in the field. The last time out, she ran at Churchill for the first time and ran her best speed number. So it could well be she took to the turf. She took to the track. She likes the way it's set up. She closed. So she fits all the things that I'm looking for right now at Churchill. Just that one bit of in the back of my mind, what if kind of stuff that holds me back from ranking her higher. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then our final pick is the 13, which is um, another long shot horse. Wow. Is Elizabeth Way, 20 to 1. Mm-hmm. She ran by far the top speed figure last time out. She's coming in, at making her fourth U.S. start from Ireland. She won her first two and then stepped up um, uh, to some little better class, but ran by far the best speed figure. If she runs the same exact race that she ran last time out at Gulfstream Park, she'll beat these horses. And that's 20 to 1. So this is a race that betters can have a little bit of fun with. So we like the one. So in our order is 2, 1, 11, 6, 13, 4. So Bo Recall, Juliet Foxtrot, Zofali, Nay Lady Nay, Elizabeth Way, she's on a war path. You know, for fun, you can take the, the three long shots. So the 11, the 4, 11, 13, put them in a $1 um, exact box for 6 bucks, And if two of them come in first and second, you're going to get a real nice ticket, probably mm-hmm. 70 bucks for a, for a dollar, maybe a hundred if it's the right order. Nice. And then, you know, for a little bit more conservative bet, you know, maybe you put the one and the two on top of a, of a, of an, a, a trifecta or an exacta and collect um, if, if, you know, the, if the better horses lead the race to the finish wire. Okay. Okay. I like it. And that's the races. One other horse that we kind of have on our um, radar is in Golden Gate race five. Shifty Dancer is the um, and I I don't have the post position in front of me at the moment. Race five. Race five at Golden Gate. Yeah. Number four. Shifty Dancer. Shifty Dancer. She's the favorite, but she's what we call a radar horse. It's something I track. So I look back at at the at the at the more tier one tracks and keep records of horses that run races that are better than the level that they ran at. So in other words, if they competed at a higher level, they still would have performed very well. And Shifty Dancer is what we call a radar horse. I know she's the favorite to win, but she's another favorite that failed last time out, but still managed to run the best speed figure for the group. And her trainer, Jonathan Wong, wins at 27%. Uh, the next time he hits the track with a beaten favorite. So I, I think that's a horse you could probably put on a win bet and uh, and have a, probably a, a better than 30, 30, uh, a better than a 30%, 40% chance, maybe that horse winning. Oh, wow. Okay. Good to know. Shifty Dancer. That's race five, Golden Gate. Indeed. All right. Beyond that, that's what I'm looking at for horse racing this weekend. And uh, certainly hope everybody hits you know, uh, hope we we, 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 we we do like we did last week at Churchill and and have all of our winners on top and you know make for some nice collectible tickets. <laughs> I like that plan, man. Let's do that. More of that. 
So I was just looking. So it's pretty much a Brad Cox heavy race at Churchill. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, indeed. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, my pick there is as strong as our, our crane stock pick last week. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got I got some people happy about that. It's good to hear this week. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit I, I didn't really find anything I like this week, so I, I'm not one to force things. And I think, you know, perhaps maybe with a little bit of turmoil in the country, the market's kind of moving up a little bit. They sold off a little bit yesterday after starting up. And, uh, you know, Trump going after the social media companies oh, yeah. could have a um, yeah, a little bit of a quelling effect on a little bit of enthusiasm until some of these things go settle down a bit. Okay. Okay. So nothing, nothing really jumping out of you in the stock market, just... No, I, I, you know, I, I do think, you know, the Dow and the S&P um, have some catch up to play with the NASDAQ. And so folks that are looking maybe at index side might think about buying, a you know, a Dow, uh, an ETF that follows the Dow or an S&P ETF that follows the S&P because they they haven't recovered as much of the COVID losses as the NASDAQ has. Hmm. And from what I read, like spending in April for corporate for corporate the corporate world was much stronger than expected so you know there's basically three parts of the economy government spending there's the consumer and then there's corporate spending well we know that government spending is just apparently a limitless credit card (laughs) so that number's through the roof and then you have the um the spending from the corporate side being a little bit stronger than expected in april and and then the consumer, you know, provided people can get back to work. And, and I have to imagine after being locked up for two months, there's going to be a, a lot of pent up demand. So I'd expect the consumer to show up pretty strong right out of the gate. Um, so that should be, I think, good for the third quarter numbers and uh, could be good for the the, uh, the last quarter of the second quarter. Tough to say what happens in the fourth quarter, you know, later part of the third quarter as this unemployment stuff has to to work itself out because you can't have, you know, what is it, 25 percent of the workforce unemployed and expect a, a strong economy. So, no, no. <laughs> no this just doesn't, it's not good math. I think as uh, I don't remember who it was. Was it Al Gore that called called George Bush fuzzy math? But that's not fuzzy math. That's real math. Right. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Is there anything else we need to know, Rich? That's it for today, my man. Just uh, everybody enjoy the weather and, and terrorize the rest of the nation by going swimming. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's going to be a horrible nightmare. It, it already is. The last few months. I can't wait for it to end. Get out and go play some golf and, you know, and live again. All right, man. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Be good. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.